following the pandemic uh, and uh, the government's um, response mechanism, which is a curfew, um, quarantine, uh, we've had some challenges here in Kisumu because uh, businesses have been affected. There has been a rise in uh, GBV and uh, also access to water, which is uh, necessary when it comes to frequently washing your hands. So it becomes a predominant challenge because communities or families in living in the informal settlements have no access to clean um, water. And this is going to be a hindrance uh, as well as uh, social distancing is going to be quite tough because they live in crowds actually. So when it started us off by giving us data on uh, water here in Kisumu. So I'll just hand it over to her so that she can explain once more. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Tim. I uh, really want to thank all of us for being uh, around for this meeting, but I also want to say that in Kisumu County, uh, I'm a director at Kiwasko and we are basically supposed to serve the town, that is the city of Kisumu, because we're about 16 wards, uh, basically it's Kisumu World Central and part of Kisumu West. But uh, because water is a community and also was the governor manifesto to make sure that we reach all the households in Kisumu County, we've expanded to past uh, Bue, that is also Kisumu is going to Nyando. Uh, we've also been working in partnership with Nyanas. Nyanas is basically taking care of Nyakach, that is the five wards in Nyakach, and Gulf. Gulf was in Seme, Kisumu West. Uh, and we are moving to Moroni to make sure that each and every household has got water. Uh, maybe before the end of the uh, discussion, I'll give you the specific uh, number of customers that we are serving now. But uh, back to COVID-19, uh, because of uh, sanitation problems that we started experiencing earlier, even before the, the outbreak of this culture, the COVID-19, uh, we changed our name from Kisumu County, I mean, sorry, Kisumu Water and Sewerage Company to Kisumu uh, Water and Sanitation Company to take care of the sanitation. So currently, I would say that I've already have the specific uh, number. We are serving 33,550. Those are the customers who are uh, in our database that are... Uh, uh, metered and uh, we get, give them water every month. But still, because of the need of uh, water and all the households, we use, usually go around with the water holders to make sure that the residents of Kisumu County got access to clean, safe, and quality water. We are also in partnership with other organizations like Kiwash, uh, all those uh, NGOs and CBOs that are giving water. Uh, we work in collaboration with them and we have what we call DMA, uh, that is the uh, Delegated models where we give a water kiosk to a particular community, then they use that to serve uh, the customers, our customers, but now the residents at a reduced price. Uh, we've also moved to informal sectors, and uh, that's called Popua, uh, areas where we give uh, them a flat rate of 500 shillings just to make sure that they are all connected to clean water, that is Nalenda and uh, Obunga. And uh, we have a problem with the last mile connectivity. Uh, we could have the, the infrastructure in place, but now for someone to afford water to to, to a house, I mean, from the main line to your house, you're supposed to pay for that meter and also do their own connection. So most of our people in Periaban area or Popra areas or uh, 
low income areas have got no enough income you know we live they live below a dollar so sometimes connectivity is uh, a problem is not because that uh, the water is not there or maybe kiosk has not done something but because of that last mile connectivity so uh, we're during this uh, uh, outbreak that is the covid 19 we decided to give uh, 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 containers that is the chopper drums and all other washing materials that is soap uh, and the clean water plus those containers in the taps so all the areas and mostly uh, the the city where we have a lot of population uh, we also moved we worked with the special program department the mcas the county uh, department of health that is uh, health and sanitation to make sure that we also reach other people in rural areas but it, uh, what has been a big challenge now that uh, the rural areas are also experiencing floods we are in Kisumu County right now, we are all uh, looking at COVID, but we've also realized that there's a lot of floods that has taken place and people have been displaced. That is uh, mainly in uh, Kabomo Kanyagwal Ward, Ombei Ward, East Kanoawidi Ward, uh, Nyalenda B Ward, and uh, Manyata B uh, uh, around Awuji area. So all, uh, that is now another menace and people are living in camps and uh, it's also exposing a lot of uh, uh, danger then in terms of cholera and also malaria if not well managed. So that is the position and maybe I'll leave it to other people. Um, thank you. Thank you, Winnie. And uh, um, thank you, Winnie. And uh, I would like us to take the shortest time possible. I know there's a lot to say. Uh, but maybe we can just give a highlight uh, of uh, the, situ cur the current situation here in Kisumu. So maybe if Pamela is around, uh, I'd like her to give us some information on uh, the impact of, on women and uh, girls in, around Manyata B area, because uh, we've had uh, cases uh, that uh, the GBV uh, oriented and there's a rise in domestic violence um, as well as uh, perhaps maybe what uh, the government intends to do to aid with the SRHR services especially for those um, women in that area. Yes, this is Pamela MCA Manyatabi Ward. Uh, according to the pandemic that is going on now in the country, my word, uh, we've not had any case in Kisumu, but we are afraid and uh, we have been sensitizing people to wash their hands, use sanitizers. I managed to get some 30 liters from Kibos. That uh, was not enough. So I'm still appealing to those who can help us have more sanitizers so that we can give to our people. You know, social distancing is what we talk about now, but we live in the slum. We just live with the people around. And uh, I had some, uh, I, was, I got some super drums from the city. I only got five. They gave 10 to some women group and they took them in their houses they could not place them because they thought they were given so that they can use them in their houses. And even right now, I have a problem of a girl, a very young girl, who is having three kids, who was trying to 
create some sense to the ward administrator and she ended up at police station and she will be going to court tomorrow because she was advocating for the super drums to be taken out so that the community can use them. We have so many problems, but I don't see the county government coming out to help our people because we have not been told that we will even get foodstuffs. We are afraid we can have lockdown anytime because we are told to prepare for the worst. I don't know where I will take my people. I have tried my best to buy some maize, beans, and rice for some people who cannot afford to get uh, their daily food. People are so many. I have only managed a few people. I've not given to all of them. People are requesting for food. I don't know what to do. And I'm happy to be here today because I really want you to help us get something so that our, my people cannot suffer. Um, well, thank you. Thank you, Pamela. And uh, on that regard, uh, we as uh, Kefiado, uh, we've taken the initiative um, uh, to start some food distribution. Uh, to Last week, we did it with uh, Winnie and it was a success while we also document the challenges our community members are facing. So after the call, I shall engage you further on that. But um, it's a social responsibility towards the pandemic. And uh, we need to just join hands to ensure that uh, we help our people uh, at, uh, on, the, on the bottom uh, chain of uh, the economic uh, tree. Um, so moving to um, uh, intersectionality, where we also ask issues of uh, um, disability or people, persons with the disability and uh, the situation on the ground. Um, maybe Eunice can uh, tell us more on the impact of uh, the pandemic. Okay. Um, on issues of uh, persons with disability, access to information is a, is a challenge. You find that most persons with disabilities still don't have uh, information in relation to what needs to be done. And then actually on the ground, you find that uh, some of uh, the way the implementation is being done, for example, when it comes to uh, the issue of hand washing, uh, the heights, the heights uh, of uh, the, the, the jerrycans for washing hands, it's still a challenge. And you find that most of the time, if we move around, we are not able to wash our hands on those places. And uh, we end up uh, uh, maybe in some places, if you don't have your own sanitizer, then it becomes a great, a great challenge. And then there is issue of the issues of economic empowerment. Like for example, in slummy areas like uh, Nyalenda B, is it Nyalenda B, where currently there is floods, eh? and you find that uh, people are not now using uh, tap water. They are using the stagnant water for the daily use. And uh, most of the taps that uh, 
uh, were run by persons with disability for economic empowerment. They used to sell water from, uh, they, they sell water so that persons with uh, other people can use at the community level. The community has now resorted to using the stagnant water, which actually is a challenge and uh, there's a probability that uh, in, uh, they can contract diseases if not taken care of in good time. And then most of persons with disability were depending on open air market. Uh, majority in Kisumu, especially they are cobblers and uh, other small, small trading, traders. You find that currently they're just in, in, in the house. Accessibility in terms of uh, uh, food has become a great challenge. And you find that some of them, uh, uh, they, they, they are all disabled. You find that a man uh, is disabled and has also married a lady with disability and they have children, but the children, they don't have a disability. So you find that they are just in the house. They, they can't even get even a meal in a day. So actually, it is a, it is a great challenge. But uh, in terms of information, we are trying in our small ways uh, as organization to reach the few that we can. And uh, uh, that is why you find that even uh, uh, the other time we saw there are some uh, brutality by the police because of maybe lack of information. I think that is what I can say in terms of uh, disability. Okay, thank you very much, uh, Eunice. Um, I'd also like to give uh, Meresia, Chief Mohoroni, a chance to tell us perhaps um, the situation in, in Moroni or maybe, maybe challenges that uh, the community has uh, raised at her office. Hello, Essie. Hello. Yes, Eunice. Uh, there is something that uh, I, I, I didn't talk about. We have a challenge with the issue of data because uh, we don't even know how many persons with disability actually we are in, in Kisumu County. And uh, the other time when I had some uh, data uh, majority, majority are, are uh, physical, persons who have physical disability. So if we could, get a way in which we can get a data so that we know that different types of disability, these are PH, these are uh, VI, uh, these are albinism, of great health. Okay, um, thank you, Eunice. You actually hijacked uh, Maricia, but uh, yeah. whatever you have mentioned is of great importance. Whatever you have mentioned is of great importance because um, getting data will actually help the government in uh, responding to the specific yeah. needs of the people. So that is very important. Um, on to Maricia. Um, what, what's your feedback from Muhoroni since uh, the COVID-19 started? And uh, perhaps uh, what you intend to do as a champion 
to address some of the challenges. It might not be on monetary value, but technical or just um, any support. Thank you. Uh, maybe if I would pick from where units left on access to information, I would say that the government uh, has done so much on uh, infection prevention in terms of giving the information, but there's still a lot uh, that is lacking on referral mechanism on COVID-19. Uh, we've not uh, been told what to do in, this, uh, in terms of case management. If somebody's uh, maybe is COVID-19 positive, what do you do? Then diagnosis of COVID-19, also the data analysis. We need uh, segregated data, disaggregated data uh, in terms of uh, the rest. So that, that, that is also on uh, what is lacking on the access to information. And even if information is given, uh, we also expect to be having posters in different languages, like that's what, what we do during campaigns, but not flyers, because flyers can still spread the COVID-19 giving if somebody is infected and also can pass it to other person. But now uh, uh, the posters that can be placed on the wall to get that this information. Another thing is on social and uh, economic inequalities. Uh, we know we, we have different social backgrounds and uh, that's what Tim was talking about, the PWD, we have women, we have children, elderly, who are not now not able to or have their um, economic uh, empowerment and uh, they're out. So we, that is also a big challenge. Another one is on GBV. We faced a lot of, uh, uh, we are having a lot of problems that we were given to us in terms of uh, intimate partner violence, domestic violence, and uh, uh, gender, sexual gender-based violence. We even have an eight-year-old girl who, who in Kisumu West just the other day, uh, we were, she was found outside raped and also a private part chopped off. And there are many other that we are uh, taking care of now, uh, beatings, uh, batteries, and, and all that in the houses. So GBV is really real. Uh, still water and sanitation, that's what she's talked about, uh, is still not very adequate, and uh, that is a big challenge. We have challenges, abuse of power. Because of curfew, uh, we know the police is also trying to uh, enforce the directive, and we also have the youth who again were trying to look for food, and the process they break into the houses, but now that is forcing them to go into detention or maybe police brutality. So we've also faced incidences of uh, uh, in, in rights issues where uh, the, the public has not been uh, treated with the uh, 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 a lot of uh, rights issues, that's the human rights, they're being beaten by the police and they're being uh, extorted because when maybe a police would want, we have, I have about four cases that have been reported to me, maybe the police want to uh, escort you home and they ask for 1,000, 2,000, again, now that is extortion. Uh, then another thing is on health. Uh, because of the curfew, we still have uh, sexual reproduction going on. We have women who are able to, who are, uh, giving birth in the night, and nobody's taking care of their whereabouts in terms of uh, sexual reproductive uh, rights. So we we really that will lead to a lot of uh, maternity mortality rate and also infant mortality rate if not observed well at the end of this COVID-19 uh, menace. So that really needs to be taken care of in terms of health. Uh, we do not have enough of uh, materials uh, where, I mean, the health materials, facilities, uh, the ambulances, and uh, to, to name it. And um, I'm shocked that uh, even the human uh, resource, like the other day, we were recounting the health and the sanitation department, and we were asking them about the critical nurses. They need about critical nurses 68 or 67 for the planning, and they only have 22. We need more doctors, so we need uh, community health workers, 
and even these people, most of them have not been trained, like community health workers. So even training is also a big issue. So health is the main thing here, and water and health. Well, there's a lot of lapses. We do not have enough drugs, and also the other diseases that are uh, are ongoing, like our uh, people living with uh, HIV. We have uh, hypertension, we have cancer. So all the focus is now on COVID-19 and we're forgetting about these issues. Lastly, I'll talk about security. And uh, security, we have the general security and also food security. That has been overemphasized uh, by other colleagues. So the, that's a big issue. And also education, the children are at home. But I'm afraid we land up with a lot of uh, early marriages or early pregnancies because these girls have left in the house, nobody's taken care, and now we believe something uh, uh, maybe during exams or maybe a lot of the girls will be pregnant at the time they'll be doing KCP or KCC. So where to report in case we have problems with the security issues, we've already talked to the county commandant, the sub-county commandant and one commandant. So if uh, there's an issue with COVID-19, can 719 and uh, Kisumu County, we have all uh, the numbers in all the sub-counties. So our sub-county admins and one admins are the chief. They have got the numbers and I believe they'll be giving them to the people. We'll also be able to share the quick response team number that were given by the police in terms of uh, violences that are going uh, around. In Kisumu lately, we have a CBO, that is the border border CBO, that have been, they have been killing one another because of the unfinished businesses. So I think the governor responded by closing their circles and also making them to go to the social services. So again, that has really been, uh, it has brought deaths, not just the COVID deaths, but again, the process of uh, that violence we have in it now in Kisumu. So the challenges are so many, and uh, maybe I give uh, our other colleagues the opportunity to talk. Um, uh, thank you, thank you, Winnie. And uh, maybe just to echo on what uh, Winnie has said on uh, where to report in case of uh, a suspected coronavirus-related case in the community, we were able to um, distribute the toll number 719 just in, in case there's a, 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 a case of a coronavirus, a suspected case of coronavirus. So I think that would be our last uh, question so that uh, we save on time. Um, maybe I can open the floor to anyone who has something to add. As regards the administrative issues in relation to COVID-19, well, I'll say we've had challenges because, first of all, to make people uh, to start into this habit of hand washing every now and then, keeping clean. First, there was uh, some people didn't. There was some resistance, and uh, no, we uh, like here in Koru. I have uh, the town center where I even have uh, slum areas. You have people in the villages. In the villages, keeping social distance has been good. But down in the center, well, there's been some crowding and uh, every once in a while, I always remind them that they need to keep distance. And since most people are just hearing of COVID-19, but they have not seen patients, they imagine that it is far away from them. Not until yesterday when they heard that there's one in Kisi. Well, uh, on terms of security, that being my mandate, Food security, I would say it's so good because people are unaware, just like people were in Nairobi. They imagine that when it comes to lockdown, maybe they'll be provided with some food, but uh, we've been encouraging them through meeting them that they should try and be ready for anything as times are getting tougher. 
and uh, we are also trying ways of getting to reach those people who are vulnerable, those who, are, who cannot have food through groups. And I'm thankful to women groups like Amani, Amani Women Group here in uh, Moroni that provided some 16 households with some food, but still we need some more. Uh, in the night, in the villages as we are in, the police officers cannot patrol everywhere, but we, are, we use Nyubakumis. Unfortunately, just two days ago, a man was murdered. And uh, this one, I think, uh, is because of the presence of Chiang'a Jens, which we are really trying to fight. And this person had gone out to look for his money because he's a casual laborer. When he came back, seemingly came late, and he was murdered. Now we have uh, an additional weed and some orphans with nothing to maybe help them in, but that is the situation. So I'm urging our society to take up the measures which are being given by the government so that we can help uh, in keeping off this pandemic. Because I know it will overwhelm us. In case it comes in, as it has done in Italy, Spain, and other places, then uh, we'll be left helpless. I'm calling upon our communities in Nyanza to heed to the call of keeping clean, keeping distance. And on security, let us be our own first security, first line ourselves, reporting matters which look strange and unusual. Another one for now, we are also asking that if somebody comes into one's neighbor, neighborhood, a stranger, then it is upon us to notify the village elder of the Nibakumi so the chiefs know that we have somebody who has come in and uh, from which place he has come in from. Because movement, I think, is what has uh, elevated or has enhanced the spread of COVID, uh, this, the virus. So these movements, we are trying to, to eliminate them or make them a bit less. As a champion, I would like to be, I like to be of use to my community at large in Nyanza and even in Kenya by trying to help our people keep to the, uh, keep to the instructions that they have been given by the government so that we go through this pandemic, so that we lessen it the way China did it. China had a lockdown. I think it would be very painful to have a, a lockdown, but maybe it will be the only way. If we had it for 21 days everywhere, then at least we'll know who are suffering and who is not suffering. And so that those people who are suffering are kept in the, under restriction and are uh, cured. And those who are not suffering can go back to their life, normal livelihood. To the other people, to about our youths and children, I wish parents, I know they are suffering that economic burden. Most parents are now crying that children are back home, there is no food, they cannot control them because they had left their control to the teachers. But imagine the parents that now that we have time with our children, let us create, uh, let us be creative enough, get time, go back to storytelling, ask them about what they, they, are, they have been undergoing. Let the families now be a bit more closely knitted because we have that time. And uh, my people in Nyanza, it is time that we are now planting, it is time for cultivation. Let us go back to our shambas so that next time we are not caught unawares and still uh, without food, 
we can be able to produce food. God is good and is giving us that rain. Let us use it. Let us plant the vegetables that we can use in another three weeks, the kundes and so on, so that at least we have some food security. Thank Otherwise, you, Mary. I'm grateful. Mm. Thank um, you very much. Be before mm. we wrap up, um, is yeah. there anyone who has something to say? Okay, thank you, uh, Essie. But I just want to urge all of us, the champions, that uh, we trial also mapping, to do mapping on uh, the people that have been given food baskets. We tried, uh, we are doing that, but again, we, are, we don't need to uh, give the same household maybe all the food all the time and then leave other people hungry. So if we are to do that as champions, I kind of want us to request that we really give the people who are really in this need and also work uh, in partnership uh, with other people to help in resource mobilization. We know in Kenya, resources are limited. And uh, mm. if we know in any other organization that uh, can give resources or in the individuals, the farmers like uh, my sister Meresia and Moroni or Koru, we also have uh, uh, farmers who have good foods in their granaries and the rest. If you are able to add them, if they are able to help a neighbor with their then again that can help us so let's just try to bring the partners together we put our resources together and find a way of helping people in the COVID-19 but the disease is real we don't need to tell story the way we did with the HIV and right now we know it's then now we, we are forced to work with the corners in our pockets the same thing that happened during uh, the rain in those early years mm. so let us make a story and urge our people to need to keep safe and make sure that they are out of this uh, COVID-19 okay thank you may I also also ask my colleagues on that issue of the disab disability. Yeah, I would like to join up with them so that we give them the data of the disabled ones so that they get how to be helped. Some like uh, somebody who is uh, uh, deaf and dumb. Maybe sometimes they don't know, or they may not be doing what is happening. So I'd like to give them that data and we see a way of helping them. They are very vulnerable. Concerning what uh, Mercy has just talked about, it is very, very much important because even currently the data that we got from Moroni, majority of them were uh, 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 PH, physical, physically disabled. But uh, I'm sure in that area we have different types of disability. I also want to add that we need to help uh, mothers who have children with autism because initially these children are usually on diet and uh, this diet I'm sure at this particular time it is not easy to get that balanced diet so they are battling with several things and uh, the issue of mental health has to be addressed seriously because of this issue of COVID-19. People are battling with so many issues. So if we team up together, especially in areas of uh, um, uh, persons with disabilities so that we can reduce the rate at which uh, uh, we will receive clients who are mentally challenged. So I think this one needs to be uh, taken seriously. And as a community, we need to team up together so that we can get this data. If we can get this data, then it is easier to lobby in respective places so that persons with disability get assistance. Lastly, uh, the CSOs network, they've been of great support. And uh, I don't think they are supposed to just 
end up the work that we've been doing on the ground. We need to continue, devise methods that we can continue with the work, especially even like the one that we are currently doing now, so that uh, we don't left our, we don't just leave our people because civic education is also important. If we do civic education, we find the best way of how to do it, to do the civic education, then the information can reach our people. Uh, I think before we wrap up, uh, I'd like to say as the forum, we are doing these exercises so that we can figure out how we can uh, contact our partners and different CSOs uh, that are working on the problem areas that you guys have mentioned so that we can be able to know where they can plug in and how we can uh, collaborate with most of the solutions and recommendations that you've offered so that we can make your time uh, easier during this pandemic. Uh, as Essie wraps up, I'd like to thank everyone uh, on behalf of the forum. This discussion has been quite informative and as always has been an eye opener because as most of us are fortunate to work from home, and are so out of touch with the reality on the ground, this, this general idea has allowed us to know what is happening on the ground. And thank you so much for being so open and honest. Um, thank you, Winnie. So maybe um, while leaving the meeting, uh, before we leave, uh, if Olive has something to say, being that she was the host, Hello, I think uh, Winnie has wrapped up everything excellently and uh, we're just grateful, grateful to have had everyone on the call. Thank you so much and continuing staying safe and staying at, at home if you can. Yeah, and employing uh, the social distancing thing. Thank you very much everyone. Uh, for our champions, we shall further engage on uh, other response activities that we can have during this time. Thank you so much.